Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This week, we are talking about be in a better mood, loving it, hopefully you're loving it so far as well, and today, Tuesday, we're going to talk about manage your mood physically, but before that, as always, here is my rundown on the five-minute reset. If you're having a hard day, if you feel challenged, stressed, overwhelmed, if you just feel like all the crap that happened to you today is continuing to follow you around and cause you trouble, I encourage you to do the five-minute reset, which is to take at least five minutes to be by yourself, to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there. It allows you to take some time away from issues and burdens that are dragging you down, come up with any resolutions for problems and issues you're dealing with with someone else. And I always encourage everyone to come up with a list of at least four things that you are grateful for, big, small, medium size. Don't you love a good gratitude list? I do, and I hope you do too. You can be grateful for anything. Like I said, you can be grateful that you haven't killed your plants this week. That's always a bonus. I'm not the best plant mom. I'm trying to be better. You can be grateful that you were able to spend some time alone. You know, that was me. I like to get some time alone, even though, you know, we have plenty of room in our house to do that. Sometimes just getting outside the house, even though being alone means being in your car, hey, I'm still grateful for it. And others are too, I know for sure. Maybe you're grateful that you just recently got over like a sickness and you're just feeling better and stronger and ready to go. Or maybe you're grateful that you were able just to make it through your crazy day of work and you were able to do it with a positive mindset, at least at 40%, 50%. And that is something to be proud of. So you can literally be grateful for anything and everything. It's a never ending list. Oh, so amazing. Um, And last but not least, make sure that you're feeling at least neutral, if not positive, about the rest of your day because hopefully creating your gratitude list and just taking the time to reflect on positive blessings in your life, you will not focus so much on the negative. You'll focus more on the positive and realize that by doing so, you will get through those negative hard times a lot easier. But I do hope on this Tuesday it is fan-freaking-tastic. I am ready for it. As I said at the top, We are talking about being in a better mood this week, and today, Tuesday, we are specifically talking about manage your mood physically. And today, I want to share with you some activities and experiences you can have that will help you shift your mood using your physical body, which sounds kind of weird. It sounds like I'm about to talk about specific exercises or ways to like move your gyrate your body in a weird way. Also, gyrating, that sounds really weird, Um, but I'm not... I'm going to talk about typical things that you are familiar with, nothing weird, and even if it does feel weird because maybe something on this list is weird to you, that's fine. You're welcome to give it a try. You don't have to always do the things that you always do. This is me writing you a permission slip that you don't always have to do the things that you always do. You can try new things. You can venture out even if you're not good at them, even if you don't like them. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. So, um... And I feel like you guys can feel my energy on this. I'm very excited. Uh, So I want to mention that there is nothing, there is nothing we can do about what has happened in the past. It's amazing how we can spend so much time obsessing over what has already happened that knowing, like really knowing in your mind, in your soul, in your body, that there is nothing you can do to change that. There's literally nothing. Time machines don't exist. And, but we still like, and haul and cry and grieve and just feel crazy because of what has already happened to us. But it's important to keep in mind, even though it's obvious, you can't, there's nothing we can do about what's happened in the past. I know you might believe that 
focusing on what happened to contribute to you being in a poor mood may seem like the answer. You know, it does, especially in those times of desperation. It does, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. I'm here to tell you that it's not. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't burst your bubble or hurt your feelings, but this is the truth. It will not. Nothing can change what has already happened, which is why the only real option we have is to move forward. Honestly, like look at all your options. This is the only one. I mean, okay, let me be real with you. Another option is to just continue to stay in that pit of negative feelings and emotions and continue to be sad and upset and, you know, wallow in despair and, you know, ask yourself what the heck you were thinking or why did you do this, that, and the other and really putting it under the microscope. But that's, again, not going to solve anything. It's going to make you feel worse and you're not really going to uncover too much information. I mean, yes. I do talk about how it's important to reflect on what has happened to us and scrape as many learning opportunities and knowledge as we can to bring with us into the future. However, focusing so wholeheartedly on it for such a long time is very different and more obsessive than just gleaning what you need from that experience and moving forward. You're not doing the second part. You're not moving forward if you're continuing to wallow. So know the difference. You have to understand the difference. But yeah, there's nothing you can do. Nothing. All you can do is move forward. And you know, when I speak about choosing to shift your mindset, which I do all the time, and this is a big part of it, shifting your mindset is, you know, I feel inclusive with your mood. Um, that is what I mean. Make the decision to do so and don't get caught looking back, you know. And when I was writing these notes for this episode, when I was typing like, make the decision to move forward and don't get caught looking back. You know, it reminded me of a Bible story where I believe it was, oh man, who was it? Who, who was it? So you remember that story in Genesis where, you know, God, um, what told Lot and his, and his wife and his family, you know, don't look back, you know, don't look back at the destruction happening in Sodom and Gomorrah. And, you know, as they're like fleeing, you know, going away from it. And, but Lot's wife looks back and like, you know, God's like, Hey, listen, don't look back. You're turning into a pillar of salt. And you know what? She looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt. And I don't know, it just, it just reminded me of that. And I think anytime I talk about not looking back, it reminds me of that story, and I did look it up. It's in Genesis 19, you guys. Um, but it's one of those more vivid stories because, you know, she turns into a pillar of salt. It's crazy. And, and God told her not to, right? So, you know, lesson learned. But it reminds me of that because I feel like that story, you can think of it as getting caught up in what you can't change, what has already happened, and what will not help you move forward in the future. You know, why are you continually looking back? Why are you continuing to let those um, experiences and feelings that you had with that, whatever it was, um, continue to draw you back in and get you all wound up in all these unnecessary feelings and emotions and moods, right? So it's important to make the choice to move forward. And I personally believe that doing something physical is the most fun way to change and shift your mood because you get to get up and do something. And don't get me wrong, you know, I love more emotionally focused ones, you know, options, which is what I will be speaking about tomorrow. But when you get your body moving, it lets off some steam and stress if that's what you need to as well. So I just love like getting, it just, and it also will kind of like, um, 
what's the word? Distract you. It will also distract you from what has contributed to you being in that mood and anything else that's really like bringing you down and, you know, just kind of like shake it up all a little bit, which is what we all need at some point. So um, let me share with you some ways you can get your body moving to shift your mindset and your mood. I have seven to share with you. Don't worry. I'm not going to go into too much detail about every single one, but I do want to share with what it is and why I think it would really help you. So the first one is to take a walk. Obviously taking a walk is going to get you outside of wherever you are, whether it's your office, whether it's your home, whether it's your school, like whatever it is, it's going to get you out. It's going to get you some fresh air. Even if it's like dead cold of winter, you know, bundle up honey and like get outside and take a walk because it'll help you so, so, so much. It'll help you just to kind of I feel like getting reacclimated with the outside and nature and trees and sky and air and all those things really gives me such a resurgence of feelings of gratitude for being alive and being in this beautiful world that we were all blessed to be born into. And those feelings just come rushing back to me most of the times when I get outside. Also, it just feels so good to breathe in, you know, fresh air that may not be as fresh inside of your home. And it just feels so good. Plus, if you have a furry friend that you're going to take on a walk, could be a dog, could be a cat, you know, I know some people walk their cats, I think it's super cute, um, then, yeah, do that, that's even more fun, you know, because your furry little friend will, like, go and sniff all the things, and maybe meet new doges, and see people, and you're, and the people that they see will say, oh, it's so cute, they always do, tell me when they don't, you know, tell me where the lie is, they always say that your doge is cute, and, you know, you just get out and you're doing a favor for your dog by getting your dog out or your cat, whatever it is, and you're enjoying yourself. You know, you're getting some steps in, you know, you're getting your blood pumping, you're kind of clearing your mind. So I think taking a walk is fantastic. Now, if you want to level up in a way, uh, number two is to exercise. So walking is exercise, yes, yes, yes. But if you want to do something that's even more intense, I would say kick it up a notch with some exercise. However, I would still qualify things like yoga or Pilates, which aren't necessarily like weight training. You know, they're not the same speed, but they are exercise and do, do require a little bit more focus than walking. So whatever exercise it is that you enjoy doing, I personally like to jog on the treadmill and then I like to do weightlifting. That is my whole thing that I like to do every single morning. Well, no, five days a week, four or five days a week. Um, I'm I'm being completely transparent with you guys. I don't generally work out on the weekends. Uh, but yeah, I like to do that. I like to weightlift because I feel like it just makes me feel strong and capable. And especially in those days where I feel like I can't do anything, I know that I can go into my little weight area and just really like do some push-ups, you know, really like bench press um, more and more weight every time, squat a whole bunch, like it just feels so good. So I would encourage you that if you want to shift your mood and change it, do some sort of exercise if you're able to in the time frame that you need to do it. And get your head um, out of focusing what has contributed to this mood and into actually bettering yourself because exercise always betters you no matter what kind of exercise it is. Number three is a mini dance party. Now I do a mini dance party every time I work out because it's fun but also there are times where I am sitting at my desk like I am right now recording the podcast but also when I'm sitting at my desk during my work day because as most of you know I work a regular eight to five Monday through Friday job um, 
and I just need a break. And I generally, since we work from home, I take a break like every hour usually. Sometimes it's like the 15 minutes that you know you're legally get, and then other times it's just five minutes because I just need to get up, just get some water, just need to like walk around for a minute, pet the dog, and then come back. Um, or pet the cat. You know, usually the cat comes to me a lot of the times to get pet. But it's just nice to get up. But sometimes I will have just like the best like playlist going in my office and I'll just like be dancing in my chair. I'll get up and do a little dance real quick, making sure <laughs> no one in my house is peeking in on me and just kind of let it out. You know, it kind of just releases a lot of pent up like physical body energy and also can shift my mood. And that kind of contributed to what happened yesterday. You know, yesterday I was feeling a little stressed, you know, and I didn't want to like feed into that stress. So I got up and I just, I told myself I'm not going to feed into this mindset, but I also just like pushed myself to be like, okay, well, let's just have fun. And I turned on some, what was I listening to? It's possible I was listening to Michael Buble at that time, but it also could have been Jason Mraz. I'm not saying they sound the same. I'm just saying I listened to both of them yesterday for quite a long time and I can't remember which one it was during that part of the day. Regardless, I can dance a little mini dance party to both of those and that's what I did. And it's so just contributed so well. So if you are, you know, self-conscious about someone catching you, just try to do it maybe in your chair or in a spot that no one's going to catch you and just do it for at least 60 seconds and I feel like you'll just feel so rejuvenated. Okay, number four is to clean up around you. I don't know the exact quote, but I've heard that, and I totally believe this, like I absolutely do, and I know it's true for me, it might be true for you, is that, you know, what's happening inside your brain um, can be seen as what's happening in your home. So if your home is like super messy, disorganized, you don't know where anything is, that's like kind of how your brain is because, you know, the clutter around you and the disorganization around you can really play into your mood and how you're able to accomplish things and go after goals and just do your daily tasks. But if you have all this clutter and everything, just like taking up your home, even if it's like not in the area where you work, even just thinking about it or venturing out for your little break and you see that, Mm, the the sink is full of dishes and laundry is everywhere and you really need to scoop the cat box like it's just all of these things that are just so distracting and stressful and really a prime example of what's going on in your mind especially if you're in a bad mood so in that negative mood and that negative mindset so I encourage you take some time a couple minutes just to pick up things you know even just put them in their proper place or put them in a better temporary place so that it feels a little bit cleaner more organized more ready to go load a couple dishes into the dishwasher it's very common for me um, working from home that if I need a quick little break, I will go downstairs and I will either unload part of the dishwasher or the whole thing. And then later I'll come back and I will load in um, like half the dishes in the sink. And then I, later that night when I go cook dinner, I'll put the rest of them in the dishwasher if I hadn't already done it the previous night. Uh, because it just splits up the chores so I don't feel like I'm standing there for like a half an hour dealing with dishes, which is lame. Um, but I also feel like I've accomplished something. I feel like my area is cleaner. I feel like I can think clearer and I feel better and more happy and accomplished just from cleaning up a little bit. So try that. Number five, number five, probably a really good one. They're all really good, but I feel like this one's probably one of my favorites is to hug someone. And that someone can be a friend, family member, spouse, partner, sister, brother, dog or cat, dog or cat, absolutely. 
A lot of times when I'm feeling down, I will hug my dog a lot. <laughs> Not so much my cat. He doesn't like that. He will ask me to hold him a lot um, and pet him. But if I am desperately needing a hug, my cat is not the one to go to. It's my dog um, or my husband, you know, or my kiddo. But if they're busy doing their stuff and I don't want to, you know, infringe on what they're doing because I'm having like a passing emotion, you know, then not, no one's not going to stick around very long and isn't very like super important that I need to involve a human, I will pet my dog. I will hug my dog. But if you don't have that option, if you don't have an option of like a human or an animal, you can still hug a pillow. You can still hug a stuffed animal. I highly believe in that. I believe just like taking it and I'm like miming it right now, even though this is not video, and just squeezing it and like feeling the comfort of something like feeling like it's clutching you back and just feeling at peace, you know, just feeling that peace um, with that comfort, with that feeling. So I encourage you, hug someone, hug something. And it'll really help you to refresh your mood. Also, you can take a moment to just kind of decompress your thoughts and shake it out a little bit. Number six, second to last one, is to shower and or change your clothes. If you're having a hard day or if you're having a bad mood or you just need to shift that mood into whatever it is to something else, mindset included, take a shower if you can. Now, I know this isn't going to necessarily work for people that, I don't know, have to get dressed at the top of the day and don't have the opportunity to, you know, take a shower because they work at an office or, or in school or something like that. Okay, well, maybe change your clothes, right? So, and I feel like the showering thing, that'll work really well if you work from home, if you're not, like, chained to your desk and your computer all the time, even if it's just a quick five-minute shower, um, just to you know, have that warm sensation or cool if you like cold showers and just you feel like you're kind of cleansing your insides as well as your outsides and you feel refreshed, right? But if you can't shower, but you can change your clothes, change your clothes. And sometimes it's just a matter of like, if you work from home, especially shifting out of those pajamas. I was definitely a proponent of this and sometimes I still am. <laughs> um, but I've been getting out of the habit of that actually putting like real clothes on in the morning when I go to my desk at my home like it seems silly but it's like no I need to feel like I'm actually like working for reals in the real world it feels like I'm not because I'm working from home but putting on real clothes or if you're just in a funk like go and change your clothes if you have the opportunity now obviously again if you're at an office and you don't have extra clothes if you are at school or whatever and you don't have the opportunity to do this, that's fine. That's fine. No biggie. Um, maybe you want to do like a modified version of this and just go splash water on your face if you don't wear makeup. Um, and that could really help to refresh you too. But I think that showering or changing your clothes, you're, you're refreshing yourself, you're changing it. And changing your clothes could really help because maybe if you, if you weren't maybe in pajamas or sweats before, maybe you were in workout gear or maybe... You were in jeans and a sweater, but maybe that's just not working for you. And if throw on a t-shirt or a tank top or shorts or whatever, and just feel like you're living your best life at that moment. So try it. And last but not least, to manage your mood physically, I suggest that you play a game or puzzle. I like to puzzle. I know not everyone, everyone likes to puzzle. My husband doesn't like to puzzle, even though last time I did puzzle, he helped. He got sucked in. I don't know why, um, but it was fun to do it together. But I enjoy puzzling. 
it can be, you, you know, you're, it definitely shifts your mood and your mindset because you're thinking about trying to put something together, trying to solve a problem, and you're not necessarily focusing on your own problems. Or if you don't like puzzling, you can play a game. Um, you can play a game like on your phone, you can play a game on your computer, you can play a game on whatever video game system that you have. I like my Nintendo Switch, and I don't mind, and there's a couple games I like to play on my phone, like Bejeweled. Like, how old is that game? So good, but so old. And I love it because it really helps me to zone out. And that's kind of what you need when you're stuck in a bad, negative mood and mindset is for you to just shift out of that and not get caught up in, again, replaying what has contributed to that mood over and over and over again, allowing yourself to get stuck even more, even deeper, and not being able to let go and, you know, obsessing over what you coulda, shoulda, woulda done. It's not going to help. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to change anything. You can't change what has already happened. So play a game, do a puzzle. It'll help to, again, distract you from what is allowing you to sit in that pit of negative negativity and then move on. But again, that's all the tips I have to share with you. But one last thing. I talked a lot about shifting your mood and shifting your mindset and not getting caught in those negative feelings. However, there's always going to be opportunities for you to, again, glean whatever knowledge and information, experience you need to take it, take with you into the future. Do that. But that doesn't mean you're going to obsess about it. Also, there is nothing wrong with sitting in your feelings and your emotions and understanding those. However, when you get to the point where you're obsessing about every little thing and you're nitpicking the situation and what um, has contributed to how you're feeling at that moment, that's not really sitting in your feelings. That's really just, you know, zeroing in, putting everything under a microscope and being very analytical about every part you can because honestly, you're really trying to figure out like what happened, why it had happened to you, how can you not, how can you fix it? You can't fix it. You really can't. Like it's already happened. It's already happened. So it's important to just let things go, move forward and understand you can learn from those situations, but they do not have to hold you prisoner at all whatsoever. Don't let those things hold you captive. So, well, that's it for today's episode. Just so you know, tomorrow, Wednesday, we are going to be talking about manage your mood emotionally. So that should be super great. <laughs>